0: Welcome to Mad Toast Live, recorded in front of a live audience. We're here at the Brink Lounge, 701 East Washington Avenue, right down the hill from the Capitol Building in Madison, Wisconsin. We're your hosts. I'm Mary Gaines, and this is Chris Wagoner.
1: Thank you all for coming tonight. We are happy to finally be here with Mr. Rich Bauman
2: oh thanks so much for having me these are my prayers these are the things I wish for you may you be strong and happy whatever you do may your heart travel light Through a long journey's night, may a circle of friends keep you warm. May your mind be at ease when you're down on your knees, when your ship needs a port in the storm. May you find answers to each of my prayers for you. These things I ask, these are the gifts I cannot give. May love keep you young for as long as you live. May your dreams find a place in the garden of grace. May they grow where you planted the seed. May your faith be a flame that won't die in the rain. May you never want more than you need. May you find answers to each of my prayers. May your heart travel light through a long journey's night. May a circle of friends keep you warm. May your mind be at ease when you're down on your knees, when your ship needs a port in the storm. May you find answers to each of my prayers for you. These are my prayers these are the things I wish for you.
1: Mr. Rich well, Thank Ballman. you so
2: much. Um, I, I went to a, a really great songwriter uh, workshop with uh, Mr. Craig Bickert. And, uh, you know, people... I, I'm first a performer and then a songwriter. And people say, "Well, how do you, you know, how do you choose those songs?" And it's like, "Well, I felt like that song just chose me."
0: Mm-hmm. That's lovely when it happens that way. Yeah.
1: When you have lots of songwriting friends, lots of musician friends, over years, we were talking about it before the show. You and I met at least 25 years ago.
2: 1986.
1: Yeah. And you had, uh, you in, were
2: in the late spring.
1: Well, you have a great memory on State. Well, I know Street, when I came here. <laughs> right, it was on State Street or near State Street. You were playing music, and and you were to me the um, the epitome of strolling minstrel. Certainly then, you know. I mean, you were just songs. You were playing the fiddle, and it was great. And playing guitar, I knew a gazillion songs. You traveling, of course. You you were an icon at, of at that point with your little dog Tempo. Tempo.
2: Bless his heart. He's
1: been gone she, for a while she, now. She's she.
2: been gone for for. Thirteen years. Thirteen so, years. Yeah.
1: But I remember, Rich was quite a scene. You'd, you'd have uh, Tempo usually slung in a sling, on your shoulder or on, on your side at your side, or on your guitar. Is that right?
2: Well, I, I never let Tempo walk in the street. Yeah. And so the first time, when I first got to Madison, it was still a little cold, and so I stuck her in my coat, you know, and I, I walked around. Uh, and then uh, when it got warmer, and I wasn't wearing my coat, Tempo was like. When we had to cross the street, I I leaned over with my guitar and said, and I just told her to jump up on top. And we got so much attention for that 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 got to be a trademark for making our entrance with her riding on the guitar case and (laughs) and, uh, the little silhouette logo on the spine of my tapes.
1: (laughs) Let me ask though did you get more attention from from guys or or girls? (laughs)
2: There you go.
0: What kind of dog was she? <laughs> no right answer.
2: Uh, long-haired miniature Dachshund. Oh uh,
0: yeah. yeah, she was. She she was, was very pretty.
2: Yeah, she was the best dog ever. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> um, so, but you've been for the, all this time though. You've been doing. You have numerous things, lots of irons and lots of fires, and uh, I mean we could talk more about some different part aspects of what you've been doing, but lots of uh, uh, shows at from from um, from schools. To uh, retirement facilities and libraries and all, and all kinds of different shows.
2: That's, How many shows a year right. do you do now? Well, it's insane. Uh, less than I used to. Yeah. Less than I, in, in 1999, I did 550 engagements. Yeah. And uh,
1: wow, well, it was something silly like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's
2: right. Yeah. I got really used to strolling and playing gentle music when uh, I spent months in the hospital uh, sitting with my best friend while he was at the end of his life with cancer and I would walk through the hospital hallways on the way to his room and play and one lady came out and said walk more slowly when you go by mother's room she, mm-hmm. she wants to, to enjoy it more and so I went in and I sang for her. And That's great. So I, I spent a lot of time, I came to Madison in 1986, right after I started learning how to play the guitar. I, I didn't start guitar till I was 29. I was in a great band, and uh, I was the fiddle player. Yeah. And um, they were great, but they were all communists, so I had to become a soloist. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what, when I came to Madison, I was really starting to work on my guitar chops, and I spent, spent a whole year singing on State Street, and... Mm-hmm. Uh, until I found myself heartier than 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 the customers, <laughs> at which point I went to Nashville and then to Key West. <laughs> ah, good man.
1: Well, I, speaking of, of, of guitar chops, uh, you, you know, the people in the radio audience can't see this, but you have a you have really wonderful and different right-hand technique on the guitar. You
0: look like you could be, uh, play flamenco. Flamenco? It's a flamenco-looking style.
1: Or, or almost like auto-harp when I've seen some people. You're not playing with finger picks, but... It's not, yeah. it's like all fingers, you're using all your fingers.
2: Well, I, I knew early on yeah. that uh, I, I couldn't keep track of a pick through, you know, through a whole day, yeah. and so I never really learned to use a pick, I just grew my fingernails and, and did that. I, I, I saw so many people that would get a guitar in their hand and they'd be looking around saying, anybody got a pick? Anybody got a pick? Uh-huh. And uh, so I knew with my short attention span that would never work. <laughs>
1: so it was actually a <laughs> conscious, effort, a conscious uh, idea for practical reasons. Well, more than-
2: yeah, that and, and nobody ever told me that it was the wrong way to go. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah.
0: Well, it's clearly not. <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you want to play another song? Okay. Well, you know, I work with both ends of the spectrum. I work with, with seniors, elders. I've been in 7,000 programs in over 2,000 nursing homes. Mm-hmm. And I've been in 900 preschools. And I spent the last five years working with the Greenway Crossing Montessori School. And a couple of years ago in October, one of the girls came up and she said, Mr. Rich, when are we going to write a song? And I said, we're going to write a song right now. What do you like to do in the fall? And she said, jumping in the leaves. Now, this song has a part for you. There's a question, and the answer is no. (laughs) That's easy. And the answer is no, (laughs) No. in a getting annoyed mom voice. Mama's in the kitchen, rolling out the dough, stirring in the spices, in the oven it goes. Is it ready, is it ready yet? Mama said, we're waiting for pumpkin pie. Is 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 it ready, is it ready yet? Mama said, is it ready, is it ready yet? Mama said, is it ready, is it ready yet? Mama said, we're waiting for pumpkin pie. She said, go outside and rake some leaves. Up in the sky, there's birds on the breeze. Look up there with the squirrels in the trees. We're waiting for pumpkin pie. Is it, ready, is, it said, is it ready? Is it ready yet? Mama said. Is it ready? Is it ready yet? Mama said. Is it ready? Is it ready yet? Mama said. We're waiting for pumpkin pie. So we're jumping in the leaf plows. Spread them all around. Rake them back up in a pile on the ground. Running around and singing our song. We're waiting for pumpkin pie. is it ready is it ready yet mama said no. is it ready is it ready yet mama said no. is it ready is it ready yet mama said no. we're waiting for pumpkin pie so we're jumping in the leaf pot spread them all around or rake them back up in a pile on the ground running around and singing our song we're waiting for pumpkin pie we're waiting for pumpkin pie
0: <laughs> i bet kids love to say that no <laughs> that's right
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> is it ready yet no! no. <laughs> yeah, I kind of thought so.
2: Yeah.
0: So you've worked with a lot of Alzheimer's patients.
2: That's right. I've, uh, I, I've worked with about a thousand different uh, Alzheimer's groups and, and, and circumstances, some very repeatedly, which meant that the few jokes I know could get some good polish on them. Yeah,
0: <laughs> because She could redo them, yeah. Um, so does music seem to help... With their memory
2: um, what I find is that I, I, I do subjects about aging and memories and, and so I will sing a song about horses and I'll, and people will talk about their horses and I will sing a song about farming and people talk about their first tractor and yes yeah. the wow. answer is yes that's cool yeah.
1: hey, uh, what's the Million Closets project? This is another of many, many things, and I maybe getting some things out of order here but there are a lot of different things you're involved in.
2: Well, in 2006 I had a a quite successful little tour and I I got back and I, I was kind of bragging a little bit on the internet about a couple of really great things that had happened. One of the things that happened was I did a concert at a church on a Sunday night and one lady bought one of my CDs and said, I'm taking this to the school principal And at six minutes after eight, on Monday morning, my cell phone rang. And it was the principal of the Bricky McLeod Elementary School. And and she called me to see if I could come and be their reading reward program on Friday. And I said, well, I could do that. But I need to be in Memphis on Saturday. So earlier in the week would be better. And I had a, a couple of openings. And I ended up with a day residency in a wonderful school for a, a very healthy fee and so I was kind of telling some friends about what a neat thing that was. And my friend Bill Hudson said, well, while you were doing that, I was in Buras, Louisiana, and I was able to give away a keyboard to a school that got washed out by Hurricane Katrina and they told me they didn't have a keyboard for their Christmas program. And that just kind of got me and I said, well, I could do that. And so I wrote this poem. Silent music trapped in a million closets, waiting to be heard. Instruments alone waiting, waiting for hands to touch, waiting for hearts to warm, longing hands waiting, things lost. Music silenced, trapped in a million souls, waiting to touch lonely hands, waiting to touch sore hearts, Lonely hands wanting most to share in the healing music." And so I called up my friend Chris, who has had a show on WORT for the last 30 years, and uh, he invited me to come on his show, and I sang a couple of songs and read my poem, and told people what I wanted, and when I came out of the studio, the receptionist handed me the phone and said, there's a call on line one, and, and the guy said, Oh, you've got to meet my best friend Peter. He's already in New Orleans and he's doing just what you're talking about and he's, been, he's given away pianos and he's giving free music lessons to school children. And the receptionist had me a note call online too and that person said, I have a guitar and a flute that I want you to take to the Gulf Coast. And two days later, a lady called me and, and gave me a, a beautiful oboe and a saxophone and a, and a clarinet. And by the end of the week, I had $5,000 worth of musical instruments to give away. And I didn't do anything. I just, I just decided that there was something that I wanted to help with.
0: Mm-hmm. That's great.
1: And it's still going strong.
2: Well, we've given away almost $30,000 worth of instruments. I got to give away a cello worth $8,000 to a young man in New Orleans. And I actually packed my Prius with two cellos, five guitars, three trumpets, a trombone, a French horn, a banjo, an auto harp, a flute, a clarinet, <laughs> and... And my guitar and my fiddle, and some clothing besides. And uh, I had to leave a, leave a couple of fiddles behind because I thought it would be prudent to be able to see over the load <laughs> while I was driving. And I booked myself ten shows and drove three thousand miles in eight days, and yeah. and got to give that cello away. And
0: wow, that's beautiful.
2: And
1: it was. This was to uh, uh, I mean some of the pricier instruments are going to to to. Uh, very, you know, like oh, uh, more talented kids that Up are going and to use. Kind of. Well, there's a yeah. variety.
2: There was there there was a beautiful saxophone that was worth thousands of dollars mm-hmm. that went to a professional musician who then gave his other saxophone to somebody else. Yeah. And this cello was given to a, a 17-year-old boy whose teacher had bought him an inexpensive cello, at which he excelled. And and um, Peter's Foundation, the Steve Spring Foundation worked with the uh, New Orleans String Project and got Jeffrey a uh, scholarship to Loyola for a full ride. Awesome. Yeah. So that was cool. Yeah.
1: So can people go to your website and find out more about that?
2: Well, that poem is on my website, and okay. there's, uh, yeah, there's a little blurb about it. Uh, it kind of it sat for a while, and then I heard from a lady in Oakville, Iowa, whose community was flooded out when the levee broke and every home was destroyed. Out of 189 homes, only 60 were repairable and she asked, could I come and sing at their homecoming? And mm-hmm. uh, I ended up getting a couple of shows at the library in Burlington, Iowa. And so I went there and, and Oakville is 20 miles away and I stayed overnight in a FEMA trailer and, and did a program at their community center and, and had a guitar to give them. And, nice. and mm-hmm. now I've been to Joplin.
1: Yep, oh yeah.
2: I was on, on my way to Kerrville and I was doing school programs in St. Louis and I had three shows and I called my wife Shirley, Shirley is in the audience, yay Shirley. <laughs> she said maybe you should go a different direction, there's still storms predicted for, for Joplin and I said no, that's, this is where I'm supposed to be. And So I got there and went and did a show at a nursing home where after I was done one lady came up to me and she said well I was in the other nursing home and I heard a loud noise and, I looked and my lap was full of hail and then I realized there was no roof on the building anymore and this other guy was 78 years old and he was in his room and he said the window blew out and he fought to get into the bathroom to keep from getting sucked out the window and he got the door shut and then the roof tore off. He said he hung on to the grab bar in the bathroom until he couldn't hang on anymore and then he couldn't remember but he was unscathed. Yeah. And, uh,
0: wow. Man. Pretty awful weather we have here.
1: I keep wishing to see a tornado sometime in my life, but, but from I a hear distance. That. <laughs> yeah. well, maybe that's one thing I don't need to do.
2: You know, the, the first time I, I recorded, uh, I had a partner, and, and we would talk about recording, and we were on the road between Andigo and uh, uh, going west from Andigo, and a tornado threw our van off the road, and the hail was so strong, I was worried that it would break the window, but they always say you should lay in a ditch. Yeah. Uh uh-uh. uh. No? <laughs> I don't know anybody who would get out of a van and get into the ditch. That's just, yeah. you know, that, it's counterintuitive. Yeah. Well, they also yeah. say
1: don't get under a bridge. And you think, well, get under a bridge. But no, because the vortex or whatever It
2: but sucks you out. Yeah. Two weeks later, we were in the studio. I said, if, if I'd have been killed, my mother wouldn't even have a recording of any of my music. Oh, my. Yeah. <laughs>
1: So you learn a lot on on this show, people listening out there, you know, (laughs) heavy weather and
0: (laughs) guitar slingers. Would you like to play another song?
2: I would, I would. Let's see here. You know, I've I've been at this a long time, but I'm still very much a beginner songwriter. And a couple decades ago, a friend of mine came to me. And she had seen a picture in the newspaper right at the beginning of the first Iraq War of a little girl. And so she wrote these words and I put them to music and. Her eyes are shining bright in the morning gray. She's only four years old, yet she bears a soldier's pain. She has no family, no friends to care that there are no yellow ribbons for her hair. She has no yellow ribbon for her hair. Where does this child sleep? When the sun goes down On these war-torn streets In this broken town Our flags of victory Cannot repair The fear and pain In this small child's stare She has no yellow ribbon For her hair I stood a while By my own child's bed I bent and kissed his forehead Through my tears and I beg for protection with a father's prayer as I cry for that little girl over there who has no yellow ribbon for her hair. Where does this child sleep when the sun goes down? On these war torn streets in this broken town, our flag to victory cannot repair the fear and pain in this small child's stare she has no yellow ribbon for her hair our weapons for words of peace, will those games of power and pride ever cease? I ask you, remember, that war is never fair to the little one left over there. She has no yellow ribbon for her hair. No yellow ribbon. yellow ribbons over there.
0: Very nice.
2: Thank you. Ann Spencer uh, is the co-writer cool on that song. What a what a wonderful song. It
1: is. That's, a, you've, that's been around for a while. I remember you singing that song.
2: I used to sing that. As a matter of fact, I, I thought I was done with that song because the war ended, and, uh, and I thought, whew, you know, now, now we can get on with it and have peace, and some years passed, and one guy came and uh, I was singing at Farmer's Market, and one of the guys that I used to see years ago came and said, can you sing that Yellow Ribbon song, and it had been several years, and I had to really think to bring it back, mm-hmm. and now unfortunately we need it again.
1: Yeah. Well, I think I remembered uh, so the Madison Songwriters Group many, many years ago. I remember we used to meet at Willie Porter's apartment.
2: That's right.
1: And you were there, and it was Mary and I, and you, and Asa, and our friend Asa Mira, and a couple other people.
2: That's right.
1: Uh, for, for several of those sessions, but this song, that song may be that old. Yes. Probably.
2: Yeah, yeah. 1991, I believe, yeah. uh, or two
1: now you do a lot of other songwriting. I think. Tune up your songwriting. That's a workshop at Willie Street Co-op. No? It
2: is. It is. Yeah. And uh, we've had we've had some great guests. We kicked it off with Jim Schwal. We've had Tret Fury. We've had Tom Castle. Yeah. We've had yeah. Ken Longquist, and uh, we're waiting to have Chris and Mary. <laughs> well, we <laughs> could arrange that. We
1: we happen to know them personally. That's do <laughs> do, uh, do the songwriters? Do they talk, do they talk about their? Songwriting experiences, or how does this, how does that w- uh, work?
2: Well, some sometimes it's a direct workshop, and uh, Tret came and and she was all get down to business. She gave us gave us an assignment right yeah. away, and we spent uh, a while, and everybody wrote a song except for me, <laughs> but uh, that was okay. And uh, other times, when when Ken was there, we just did a little picking. We talked about songwriting a little bit, and we talked about the the Wisconsin situation, and by the next morning, he had posted a song stimulated by by the group interaction, mm-hmm. and he had a song on YouTube called "We've Got Our Own W Now." <laughs>
1: <laughs> he just put out a new album. I think he uh, well, he's got an album of uh, of. Uh, Pumpkin songs. Hasn't right. he had a
2: new album like every six or eight months? <laughs> Something for, like that. For yeah. about three decades. Yeah, I think that's right. Some,
1: some people are very prolific songwriters.
2: I know. I have at least six or seven of his his works on cassette. Yeah. And uh, I've been doing one of his songs for as long as I can remember. Yeah.
1: Would you have a number of of recordings yourself?
2: I do. I do. As a matter of fact, I learned the secret of songwriting uh, a few years back. You want to know what it is? Yeah. Well, it's coffee. Coffee? Coffee.
3: Coffee. I knew it!
2: Coffee and and a long drive. Yeah. Has it worked for you? Coffee always works. Yes. Well, I was on the road to Waukesha to do do a, a program for some kids, and I had my big mug of coffee, and of course, 80 miles later, I got there, and you can imagine my first inquiry when I got to the daycare center. Yeah. Can you get yes. some coffee? Where's the restroom? Where's the restroom? Oh. oh, yeah <laughs> And on the wall in the, in, in the restroom There was a poster It said, is a child having fun in your classroom today? And so I wrote a song uh-huh. <laughs> But the available paper was very flimsy <laughs> so, But plenty of it As soon as I got yeah. out I, I went and I quick tore a page out of their sign-in notebook And, and scribbled down the song So I'd remember it <laughs> When I was young, I learned to walk. When I was young, I learned to talk. After that, I learned to run. Learning is fun. Learning is fun. Learning is fun. It's fun to learn my ABCs. It's fun to say thanks and please. It's fun to learn my 1, two threes. Learning is fun. I learned to draw with sidewalk chalk. Then I learned to read the clock. Then I learned to write my name. And I learned to play the game. Learning is fun. Learning is fun. It's fun to learn my ABCs. It's fun to say thanks and please. It's fun to learn my one, two, threes. Learning is fun. I learned to play fair. I learned how to share. It's so good when you care. Learning is fun. Learning is fun. This is the sing along. Learning is fun. Learning is fun. It's fun to learn my ABCs. It's fun to say thanks and please. It's fun to learn my one, two, threes. Learning is fun. It's fun to learn a song, it's fun to sing along, it's so good to be long, cause learning is, learning is fun, it's fun to learn my ABCs, it's fun to say thanks and please, it's fun to learn my one, two, three, learning is fun.
1: (laughs) Man, now I know it, now I know the chorus. (laughs) Now kids pick up, I've noticed this, kids pick up uh, learning lyrics actually quicker than adults
2: Sometimes. Sometimes. They, uh, it's, it's, it's amazing, because some of the songs, like that one, that one just came to me all at once, and it was done. And I made an appointment over at Randy's recording. Yeah. And so I, I, I get up, and I, I go to my appointment at Randy's to, to record my new song, and I couldn't believe it. I, I walk in the door, and everything is dark. Now, usually, I get there, and everything is all set up and ready to go. And, and, I almost never see Randy's wife, but she came out and said, well, Randy had to get up at 6 this morning because they were putting gutters on the building, and, and uh, he's, he's taking a nap, and, and a couple minutes later, Randy comes out in his bathrobe, and, mm-hmm. and he says, well, Rich, you know your appointment isn't until next week, don't you? <laughs> and he looked at his watch, and he says, well... We got till six, so let's get to work. <laughs> it was the most productive session I've had yeah. in a long time. I guess so. <laughs> well, we love Randy. Yeah.
1: Learning is fun. I it became is. four years old during that song. I just I reverted back to four. That was a wonderful
2: thing. Yeah.
1: Adults need to do that more often.
2: Well, you know, for me, it, it all started a little earlier than that. It, mm-hmm. it all started when I was expelled from nursery school. <laughs>
0: How, how, how do you do that? Yeah. Those, those, church,
2: those church women could not keep a hold of me. And they were all frantic and worried because I had slipped the uh, the coop, you know. And, uh-huh. and then they heard the church pike organ come alive <laughs> with those deep bass pedals. And yeah. Yeah. you can imagine a three-year-old making those kind Uh-oh. of sounds. Yeah. As know, loud as, as you can. Yeah, that's yeah. right. That's Whoa. right. And, and uh, they called my mom and said they were sorry, but... She just could not bring me back, oh man <laughs> <laughs> and then I found the accordion in the attic, and uh, of course uh, <laughs> and uh, that's it all it all yeah. went, went rolling on from there.
1: If, if anyone ever invented a, could invent a, an accordion mute or a banjo mute. They would be millionaires. Well,
2: you know, I, I was with Tom a few weeks back, and somebody handed him an accordion, and the yeah. first thing he says, it's, he says, it sounds so much better when I'm not playing it. <laughs> <laughs> That's the key right there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and, and finally, when I turned 18, my first rebellious act was to sell my accordion.
1: <laughs> yeah. Wise move. No. Accordions are great, and actually, I was really happy to see one of our uh, piano playing friends, Mr. Dave Adler from the Gomers here, mm-hmm. is now playing accordion. And of course, piano players can, you know, they can get around, but there's some stigma still, I think, about accordions for some reason.
2: Well, f- for me, I was, I, I've always been pretty rebellious, and so I wanted to do it my way, my thing. And, mm-hmm. and if I showed up with an accordion, you can, you can guess what would happen. They'd all ask, play the beer barrel polka oh, or yeah. some others th- you know and and I would never get to do my own thing.
1: No. Right. <laughs> well, do your own thing.
2: Do my own thing. Yeah. yeah. Well, I want to tell you my my wife Shirley and I write while we're driving sometimes together. Shirley's not a musician but actually when we had our last songwriter retreat she wrote the best song and uh it's on YouTube uh, Tret Fury um, co-wrote with her. Shirley did cool. all the lyrics herself and, and got it all together, and then Tret put it to some music, and, and we've got a nice video of that. Mm-hmm. And uh, but uh, I get stimulated by different things, and there's one song in my in my pack that I've been working on for 16 years, and I'm not going to sing it for you because it's not ready. Yeah. And. Uh, I spent a couple of years a while ago doing a, a project where I asked everybody I ran across, "What is respect?" Mm-hmm. And I have a lot of kids in front of me. I had <laughs> I had one kid who heckled everything I did. And when I asked, what is respect? He says, well, it's the opposite of what I'm doing now.
1: (laughs) So at least he got it.
2: (laughs) At the end, the librarian said, I thought we were going to have to bounce you. And I said, there was a bouncer? (laughs) (laughs) I asked one seven-year-old, and he said, if there was enough respect in the world, there couldn't be any more war. And that was just you know, right, right in the heart the, the teacher had tears in her eyes and and uh, she says, out of the mouths of babes. And I went home and I wrote, respect is showing kindness and always playing fair. Respect is being helpful and showing that you care. Respect is when you listen to what I have to say. Respect is when our differences don't get in the way. Respect is when you include me when you go out to play. Respect is when I recognize that you are important, too. Respect is good for me, and respect is good for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm going to sing you a song that... Uh, I wrote last uh, a year ago in April, a year and a half ago in April. Boy, the time flies. hmm mm-hmm. We had a, we've had two songwriters' retreats at Bethel Horizons um, put on by the Madison Songwriters Guild and myself, and both of them uh, had Tret Fury leading the, leading the workshop, and she's a wonderful, wonderful teacher. If you ever get a chance to, to go to one of her workshops, she's a wonderful singer and performer. Go to her concerts, and uh, my assignment was to write about my grandfather. My grandfather was a bright young man, and the war clouds called his day. He bravely served in a foreign land. He never was the same. That broken spirit, once so strong, never truly healed. He gave his best, but at what cost? On that battlefield. Was the war to end all war? They told him from the start. He knew that it was just and right. He felt it in his heart. He left a wife and sweet young child to make it on their own. He went and fought and then returned. Never did come home. That broken spirit once was brought, never truly healed. He gave his best, but at what cost on that battlefield? to end all war to the battle every night he lost the peace that he had won trying to forget the fight that broken spirit once so strong never truly healed he gave his best but at what cost on that battlefield he gave his best But at what cost, on that battlefield? What would love we hold in review, and do what love would do, what love would do, would be so good for me and you. Such a sad thing, we ever fuss and fuss such a mad thing, we care so much Who's wrong or right? Building higher walls instead of working through Is that what love would do? What love would do would be so good for me and you Love would never stand in touch Love would never hold a crutch Love would never be unkind with the truth That's not what love would do What love would do Would be so good for me and you
1: on one of your CDs?
2: That's the title song for my new record that uh, I have a couple of pre-release copies uh, on hand and uh, great, still Again. doing little tweaks but you know with today's technology you can you can start selling right away and uh, <laughs> share the music that people want right away. I made the mistake of of going to a place a while back and five different people wanted that song, and I had—I was doing it before I had the CD, yeah. you know, and it's like, that doesn't make any sense.
1: Well, we're talking with Rich Bauman here, and you can go to richbauman.com to find out more about where he's been and where he's going. Uh, R-I-C-H, I Bauman is B-A-U-M-A-N-N, one N, two Ns.
2: Two Ns, yeah, that's right. We're
1: richbauman.com. We have time for a couple
2: more. All right, all right. And we're bringing... Mm. Well, I um, do a lot of songs that were written by people that I know and and love, and this is one of them. This is the title song from my my 2006 record. Mm -hmm. There are weeds in the garden, she calls them by name. Cockweed, chicory, queen Anne's flace. Though she did not plant them there, she loves them the same for their wild perfection and their careless grace. And the season spinning to a longer tune wrench the days of her life away. But her love and her joy and her peaceful heart move with her from day to day those feet that once danced so have slowed to a walk but the smiling voice is still as sweet and alive I could sit for hours just to hear her talk sharing stories of days gone by while the clouds paint their pictures she weaves a web that's a dream of the days to come she's a joy, she's a friend, she's a living bridge that leads to where I started from. I asked her for her secret, she said with a grin, when love brings a dream to your waiting heart, let it in, let it in. There are weeds in the garden, all part of a plan. The tomatoes bloom like the summer never ends but her eyes see beyond them to the seeds and the spring, the vines next summer who she'll share with friends. And the song of the seasons is a tune that she hums for one at the end of the day. Her love, her joy, and her peaceful heart, they shine on us to show the way. Well, I asked her for her secret, and she said with a grin, when love brings a dream, your waiting heart, let it in, let it in. There are weeds in the garden. He calls them by name. Hawkweed, chicory, Queen Anne's lace. Though she did not plant them there, she loves them the same for their wild perfection and their careless grace. And the seasons spinning to a longer tune. Wrench the days of our lives away but let love and joy and a peaceful heart stay with you through all your days may love and joy and a peaceful heart go with us along the way That one was written by my dear friend, Catherine Morsky. Really nice. And if you go
1: to Richard's website, that's the song you hear right off the
2: bat. That is, yes. I want to introduce my friend, Tom Castle. (laughs) I was very blessed to be invited to to play on Tom's newest record. And I figured I didn't want to let Chris have all the fiddle fun here. Just back up and let me through for a second. There you go.
1: Tom's been our guest on the show, and Marion I've had the pleasure of recording with him as well, and forgot we're an upcoming episode too, also with the Outside Agitators coming up here. That's true, yeah. On yeah. this
3: very album. You guys were were there too. Had such a fine time uh, doing the show, and uh, Rich and I started playing this song together at, um, at Madison Songwriting Guild um, get-togethers, and uh, one thing led to another. Ended up in the studio with this. in fire is iron born by fire it is tain like it we are formed by fire all the same through sweat and tears six thousand years of legend lore and fame in fire we are born fire As he's spreading up with a hammer in his hand With a piece that's chiseled from his stock Castings made of sand Obsessive generations We carry on the day Long as
1: On the guitar, and the vocals. Mr. Rich Bauman on the fiddle, and thanks to Rich Bauman for being with us this
2: this hour. Well, thanks so much for having me. It was really a blast. <laughs> it
1: was about thanks time. I'm sorry on. it's taken so long. Mr. Rich Bauman, go to richbauman.com. To find out more about Mitch Rich's many projects and things, and how you can get him to your school or library or yeah. concert hall yeah. or a nursing home or a nursing home or whatever. Yes, you yeah. have. And uh, thanks to uh, Mr. Andy LaValle from Bear Sound, our podcast producer. Adam's behind the board back here tonight, which is awesome.
0: We'd like to thank WORT and the Brink Lounge. And, you know. All of you for listening. All of you for listening.